Steve, tell me when you're ready. He's downstairs getting a beer. Perfect. Let's start. What time is it? Yo, 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 it's the Game Time Bro Show. I brought that yo, yo, yo back. Uh, I'm Keith. Bring it back to its roots. I'm Trevor. And I am Steve. And uh, we'll be your bros for the evening, guys. This is a very special post-E3 2021 episode. Everyone's getting their two cents in. Why shouldn't we? Exactly. I mean, we're the experts, right? Like everyone's been waiting this. Waiting That's what my mom tells me. Yeah. On bated breath. We've been doing this for six, seven years now. Uh, neglect that we didn't do it for like four or five of them. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I still get emails with, and I'm offered Steam codes. So that's got to count for something. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Must be nice. There was some hamster game that I got offered the other day. Uh, and how was that? Did you play it? No, I don't. I don't ask for <laughs> codes. Um, that just seems really dishonest, you know. Well, there goes all of our content for this show. All right. Well, let me let me look it up. You guys vamp while I tell you what this. I've got is. something to vamp on. Yeah, vamp. Um, in terms, if we if we just bring it back to classic, what are we playing? What am I playing? What did I play? Because I just beat it just before this, just now. Um, tactics, Trev. You flew through the back three quarters of that. Oh, it's not tactics. Uh, it's it's Ratchet and Clank. Uh, uh, uh drift apart or whatever so, it's called. So this came out a week ago. You've already yeah, beaten it. I know. Well, they're not long, and I don't have much else going on. So yeah, you can kind of crush through it in an evening um, or a few evenings. But um, yeah, it was great. I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of like part Banjo-Kazooie, part, I don't know, Duke Nukem. Um, and then like all kind of captured in, I wouldn't say a Pixar world, but maybe like a DreamWorks world, just like slightly lower than Pixar in terms of like story and cuteness and just no, hit, hit, that's hitting part. the heartstrings. That's exactly right. I, I played the first couple Ratchet and Clank games uh, Christ Almighty, 15 plus years ago on the PS2. And I, I like them a lot, but you're, you're exactly right, Trev. They're like that sort of off-brand Pixar, which you, you nailed it. It's DreamWorks. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's just like, I dream that they're welcome to stay and they, they knock it out of the park from time to time. But I'm just saying it, it still feels like, you know, the bizarro Pixar. Just, just It's not quite there. I'll take it if it's it's if I go into the store and the restaurant and I'm asking for a coke. It's like we got Pepsi. It's just like yeah, I'm not gonna turn it away. Um, but yeah, love this game. I heard it dubbed as the PS4 killer because it's finally showing what the PS5 is capable of. Um, I can say that it looked amazing. It ran super well. Uh, the controls, those adaptive triggers again making all the weapons of which there are many you choose from all feel different and unique into themselves. Um, some really cool features of like, if you want to use the, um, the sniper, whatever it's called, like the, the, the sniper scope, when you zoom in, there are two clicks on a, on a, on a trigger to kind of get in, which I thought is just so unique that it can be able to, to do that and set the tension. But 
pretty yeah. cool. The the PS5 controller has like a haptic feedback thing. Very like, much so. It's it's cool. got really good rumble control, so you feel everything like down to your like like lower digits all the way up into the core of the controller. Oh, wow. It can give you a wide range of feelings, and the speaker in the controller is pretty good too. So when a character is running up to a terminal and needs to clickety-clack on the keys, you hear those clickety-clacks coming out of the, the controller really well. Hmm. Like, I know the Wiimote would do that and others have in the past, but I don't know. This one is louder and it kind of just... It, it just does wonders for the immersion. But, yeah. A great. I, got, I, I don't know if it's worth 70 bucks for a PlayStation exclusive. I don't think anything really is, but is after considering you can beat it in a weekend, no problem. Is that how much a PS5 game costs these days? Apparently, yes, I mean, they, like the new generation, right? It's it's for all PS5 exclusives. Uh, they're going to be ten dollars more. So, okay. so it's funny you say uh, PS5 exclusive because this really is the only Sony first party PS5 exclusive that we even know about. PS5 exclusive, right? I mean. Well, so we like, got Miles Morales and Dark Souls, right? So Dark Souls is a PS5 exclusive. Miles Morales came out on PS4. God of War was just announced that it was on PS4. Like, I, I just I, there might have been Returnal, um, but yeah. who the hell played that? Yeah, um, well that, that's not first party. Yeah, I just mean like God of War and horizon like all the big titles that people thought they were buying a ps5 for are coming out on ps4 um so ratchet and clank is really like the biggest game that they've released that that we even know about that is strictly ps5 uh sounds like it was good but i don't know if it justifies the purchase of a ps5 Nah, you can borrow mine. <laughs> I'll bring it home with me. Hell yeah! Uh, but Hell but it's yeah. def it's definitely worth a play, and it's 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 super great eye candy and um, really satisfying. All the rotating through all those like weapons is just never not doesn't give you a great experience blowing shit up. Anyways, give it a go. I will get to Final Fantasy Tactics next. I'm still a uh, you know floating through chapter two. Yeah. Oh, s- same here with Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying my, my replay through Final Fantasy Tactics. Again, one of my, my all-time faves. Um, I had never played the War of the Lions uh, remake or, or uh, refinish, I guess. It's mostly a retranslation with a little bit of added content. And uh, it was released on PSP after the, the first game, well, after the original game was on PS1 in like 98. Um, so I'm finally, you know, again, one of my favorite games ever, and I'm finally playing the, uh, what everyone seems to agree is the best version of that game. Uh, for the first time, uh, the downgrade, the downside is I'm playing it on my my cell phone, which, uh, apologies if we've gone over this in the last two, three, four episodes, I can't keep anything straight anymore. But um, it, it's it's been fun. It's been a challenge uh, in ways that I had forgotten about, I guess, in the the... 10 plus years, probably 15 years it's been since I played it. But we'll talk about FFT plenty more. Um, guys, the, the game I've been playing recently is Devil May Cry. What? And, yeah, this came out. Of- <laughs> this really did. This is a, a, a game I've had just sitting on my shelf for ages. And I mean, it, it had been on my shelf for ages on the PS2. 
And then one day, like five, six years ago, I saw that on PS3, the Devil May Cry HD remake collection, which has the first three games digitally, was available for, for something like five or ten bucks. And I said at that point in time, wow, it's going to be really rough to play the PS2 version of this game. Um, and the PS3 is not backward compatible to the PS2, so I'd have to set it all up again. Why don't I just splurge on this remake and get two other games uh, for my hassle? And immediately after purchasing the collection, it, it went forgotten uh, by me forever. But I, I've, I've, I've been gaming hard lately. Um, as you guys know, uh, more, more games this year for me than, than any year in a long time. And why not? Why not get back to that sort of backlog clearing mentality? And so I went ahead and fired up Devil May Cry 1 on the HD remake collection the other night. And, oh my God, do you guys remember what video games were like in 2001? Pretty, pretty good, as, as far as I remember. Yeah, so... Top notch, yeah. <laughs> what, what's, what's blowing my mind as I'm playing these games is it's not the clunky controls with a fixed camera. Um, you know, been there dealt with that works well on a, like a JRPG, but really not so well on a, like an action platformer. Um, but whatever, it's just, it's, it's the old style. Uh, I knew what I was getting into. I've seen uh, Sweeney play old resident evil games. I, I know what, what that all looks like, but what was blowing my mind was the really shoddy user interface. Um, you press pause and a menu screen pops up and keep in mind these menu screens were not designed for HD televisions. They were designed for like cathode ray TVs. And so you get these giant custom, almost watercolor paintings as, as your menu with like an italicized serif font on, you know, in some places and like scripted cursive and others. And I could barely read like weapons or items or, or whatever. Um, Interacting with the map, like opening the mini map just to see where I was within the castle in Devil May Cry was astonishingly difficult. There was a double inversion on the thumbstick as I was panning the map around. It never made any sense to me. Um, it's the little things. It really is the little things that... Well, and it's and it's the big things, too. It sounds like little things and big things in this game are, <laughs> it's, it's are just... Definitely the big things too. The overall uh, vibe of the game was awesome. I, I love this idea that it, I think Sweeney was telling me it started out as, as Resident Evil 4. Uh, the game that ultimately became Devil May Cry started out life as Resident Evil 4 and they got too far into it and said, you know what, this isn't Resident Evil-ish at all. This is like, there's swords and guns and this is very vampire. So it felt a lot like Vincent Valentine from FF7. Like, like they spun it that whole vibe off into it. Yeah, I've only ever played the start of, I believe, Devil May Cry 3, where you're at, like, a bar, like, playing pool, and, and like, I don't know, there's this huge kind of over-the-top action sequence of your main character spinning around and grabbing their guns and just heavily dramatized and, and slow. Uh, well, and that, then, was, um, that, was, that was Devil May Cry 1, unless 3 starts similarly. Um, Oh, maybe I played the first one. I can't what? remember. I remember it being surprisingly harder than I thought it was going to be and just not giving a shit. So that's that leads nicely into kind of where I'm at uh, in 2021. Um, you know, as much as I want to go back, revisit the classics, play the old games, 
I also, I'm a busy man. I'm a, I'm a father of two. I'm gainfully employed, thankfully. And I, I don't have 30 hours to spend on uh, an old trilogy of video games from 2001. So I played the first game until the moment I got kind of bored and kind of stuck. And the moment I said I need to consult the walkthrough, I said, no, fuck this. I'm yep. going to stop Let's Play. And, and let that count as uh, me finishing the game, uh, you know, quotes around finishing there. But that, this, will, this will place a neat little uh, bow on my experience with this game. Yeah, I'll and, allow it. Yeah, and I'm going to do the same with number two and, and with number three. Number two, I've heard, is the, one of the worst games of all time. And number three, I've heard, is one of the best hack and slash games of all time. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where this goes. I've started into two, and it may be that the bar has been set so low for me, but I'm not hating two so far. Now, it's early. I'm through like three of 18 chapters, um, but it, it's, it's very corridor-based. Uh, there was an old, you know, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, for instance, was a game that I think a lot of people knocked at the time for just being very linear, very straightforward. That's been Devil May Cry 2 so far in a way where Devil May Cry 1 was immediately more... Uh, backtracking more metroidvania like where you're getting keys in one room and revisiting old rooms a few levels later etc but i digress there's there's nothing about this series that is i think really calling for either of you to uh to visit it or revisit it at this point in time but god damn it it's on my backlog and i'm clearing it out as lazily as possible and uh hope to be Hope yeah, you got no one to blame but yourself on that. But yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, power to keep going forward to it. That's all. I'll, I'll expect you to explain the entire plot to us um, at some point because that's the only thing I'm curious. Like, give me the deets <laughs> on the bonker shit that's going on. And try to make me understand it. Otherwise, I have no interest in the series. No, I mean, and that's the. I again, I watched a three-hour let's play, and and could not tell you whatsoever what is going on in this game. Uh, and number two is far more story light than number one was um, so far, at least. And you know what? It's, it's Dante and he's maybe like a vampire killer or an undead slayer. I don't know who gives a shit watch. I, I implore everyone listening and both of you watch the first like five minutes of devil may cry. It is the most 2000 ass thing i have ever seen it's uh this woman named trish hops uh, you know pops into the the, the, trish the dish trish the dish she's got <laughs> she looks like um uh, uh god what's her name from uh from uh fucking the matrix there carrying uh uh moss with the uh, trinity there you go you know round perfectly circular sunglasses um like leather halter top just insane laura croft looking woman uh talking to a guy and like i am watching it now yeah it looks close to what i was playing but i don't think this is what i play but maybe this is just where the main character lives (laughs) so uh so we always start at his home apparently oh she's she's hucking the motorcycle now okay yes yes yeah (laughs) this was the opening was asinine bonkers and from that moment, 
you you like don't interact with Trish again for the first uh, half of the next game, or, or or for the first half of of the. He's first. just walking around with the sword out of his chest, just just chilling. Okay. No, like with the like, man. This begins with, with some weird undead shit that never really gets fully explained and only gets more confusing from there. We've already spent far more time uh, talking about this than I meant to, and I apologize to whoever edits this episode. <laughs> Not it, Keith. Uh, I think you're up next for what you've been playing lately. Oh, so um, I still want to say I'm still playing RE8. Um, I won't say much, but I did get through the like the doll section of it, and I loved got through it. the dollhouse. Yeah, so that's I done. The dollhouse. I I loved it. They went back to kind of the escape room feel for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed myself, but I'll I'll save thoughts for that. What I really want to talk about is. When a woman asks you how old they are, how do you approach that question? Like, how old do I look? How old I am? Or they're asking me to guess. No, they're like, how? Yeah, they're saying, hey, Trevor, I am a woman with a mystery age. What do you think that age is? How do you approach that question? Did she be like, oh, you can't go too... I was going to say like, oh, you go flattery. And you're just like, oh, you look like you're told. But then it's creepy. Yeah, so you if you say 12. like, you look like a child, um, it's it's oops. And if you go too high, uh, you know, that's just like, ooh, you might have some uh, some city miles on you then. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing because I, I feel like I have a little bit of a baby face or it definitely had for like the last 10 years. And as I got older people still thought I was at least five years younger than what I was, which meant that I accidentally got put into this weird, like fresh out of college career launcher program at my office, despite me already working in the industry for like me being 30 and being in the industry for five years. And it was kind of like me sitting with all these, you know, bright eyed 21, 22 year olds their first big job in the world. And I'm just like, why, why am I, is this like, well, you're a little, you know, you, what are you just like two years out of college? And I'm like, I'm 30. <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It sucks if you guess, if, if you guess off. I don't know right. how to answer that question. Here's what I did. I just faced this. So I was playing softball and um, we have, there's one woman on the team that calls me princess um, because, <laughs> Cause she's, you know, you know, that's her form of flirting. I have to assume have to assume because I'm, it's definitely not derogatory in any way. Um, she's like, Oh, Keith, how old do I look? And I looked at her and internally I was like, she looks probably 48. And what did I do? What number do you think I said out loud? You could go 39. If you think, if you're looking at 48, maybe go, maybe go just go the decade prior. I said 52, and I don't know why. <laughs> I went so there, I think the idea is you got to go a little bit low just to play it safe. I went That's higher. all it is. And then she Why would like, you do that? Did you think you're going to get a prize or something? I don't know. I was just like, well, she looks younger, and typically people are older than they look. So I'm just going to add four years. <laughs> so was she, playing, was she playing like, hey, guess my age, I bet you can't? Or like this uh, was... It, it were, just were you like my... actually curious how old she was and you were trying to scope it out? Well, no, she was talking and she brought it up because I forget why I, my team is rather old in general and <laughs> a few people who were ha- a few beers 
in we're talking about their age and she was like how old do you think i am and then the 50 year old dude who knows better was like i'm not answering that question and i immediately was like i will um <laughs> and then I i'm fucking at her, good at this game yeah i'll fucking nail this you look 48 but everyone looks is older than they look nowadays so i went 52 and she's like you're such an asshole was was her response to me what was um, the answer, though? She was 50. Do you think she has any right to be upset if I say two years older than she is? Yeah, you got like, hey, I got the right decade. I was close. You're in your 50s. And she's I, fucking early 50s. I think she laid a trap. She was fishing for a cup. <laughs> anything under 50. 49, right. maybe. I right. guess the tough thing is, is if you're going to if you're going to position this whole thing you're you need to feel confident in the bet that people are gonna think you are younger than you actually are well so if she has no position to to kind of i tried to play that i was trying to get it exactly right you know i know you treat it like a carnival game like there's gonna be a prize at the end of this and i gotta (laughs) fucking play to win the the prize was she hates me um but i'm comfortable being at odds with people i have i have anyway that's the game i played I played that game and I lost. Fair enough. I have no game. Uh, I've been married to a woman who I've been seeing exclusively since we were both 17. Uh, I don't know how to, how to talk to Gross. her in a professional <laughs> setting or uh, uh, in a friendly setting who, who I haven't known already for, for five or 10 years. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably going to only become more difficult for me as I, as I age. I don't know what I would have known in that situation, Keith, but I would not have told her 52. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't help myself, you know? Oh, yes, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, E3. Where are we at on that? We were starting with E3, but are we going to continue into it? Do we have anything to even... Did you even see it? I watched 20 minutes of E3, and it was part of the Nintendo presentation that I assumed was going to be like three hours and it was 40 minutes. And so I saw minutes 21 through 40 of the Nintendo presentation. I mean, that's good. Keep it, keep it light. I heard Nintendo was the one that had the most viewers out of all the presentations. Uh, yeah. And Everyone wants to tune into Nintendo. That was true in this household. Uh, one to nothing to nothing. to. Yeah. 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 I, so I watched Nintendo and Xbox. Um, there are definitely some things I liked. There's a whole lot of Fiddler that I wasn't really into. Um, I mean, there's a gajillion indie games, and they're right. all getting like a lot of promotion, which I guess is good for like those indie developers. But I was seeing like a lot of like like repetition of just like, oh, it's another kind of cooking game. Oh, it's another kind of yeah. uh, like uh, Stardew Valley game. It's it's I'm like we we've got plenty of those. I have no. There's no reason I need to play these ones. Lot, lots of ports and remasters and remakes and stuff. Yeah, what else is new? Yeah. Um, Steve, did you have anything in particular that stuck out to you? Well, within the 20 minutes I watched, um, I saw... <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, and it wasn't the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer that uh, people are already overanalyzing and, and speculating about. Um, it was the Mario party collection of, of old Mario party games. I love the old Mario part. No, I honestly, the Mario party. No, that's it's the idea of like having this giant pack of games and that like, yes, it's going to work online. You can play with your friends. 
from your couch. Yes, that's what I want. That's what when the Switch version of Mario Party came out and I got it and I, maybe it offers it now, but it certainly didn't for like the first six months or so when I was uh, playing it. You, you couldn't do any online play or it was like limited to like very specific type uh, of video That games. update came very recently. It, so it probably existed for four years. This is where I'm going with all this is I saw the Mario Party collection uh, uh, trailer or, or whatever you want to call it. It was like a minute long. And I thought, this sucks. I've played all these games. All I want is a new Mario Party. And then I realized there have probably been like three new Mario Parties since I've played Mario Party. So, you know what? Good on you, Nintendo. I'm probably going to go ahead and buy like the last Mario Party that came out, which I'm hearing now from both of you, was on Switch. I mean, I, I have that. And if it works yeah. online, we got you something can, to play, baby. I'll or, trade you that copy for your copy of Luigi's Mansion. So I guess I'm not playing with Keith. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, the game that I saw that I was most looking forward to is, of course, uh, Metroid 5, a.k.a. Metroid Dread. Oh, hell yeah. It's so like- is this the true... Oh, so it's Metroid 5, not Metroid Prime 4. Correct. I, th- yeah. I think... Well, I think I think you have to explain to me to the layman where where this is sort of supposed to fit in with shit. So so let's let's Metroid One was called Metroid, right? It was also later on called Metroid Zero Mission, LOL. But no, that's Metroid One. Metroid. So if I play Zero Mission, that can take the place of the the NES version. Yes, and I I strongly encourage it. I know absolutely. And I know. God, Jesus! All right. Right after uh, Metroid Fusion, which you know Keith and I have raved about here, we don't need to go back into it. But Zero Mission was like a fusion style um, remake of Metroid One, and I'm sure there are purists out there who would say, "No, no, 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 go go play the original." Well, guess what? If you buy Zero Mission, uh, at least the original GBA cart, it fucking came with regular ass Metroid. If that's really what you want to play, so so go wild. But you know what? Play the better, updated, newer, uh, more user-friendly game, Metroid Zero Mission, which ends with Zero Suit Samus. It's like they had to give a reason for her to exist, right? Other than those uh, congratulations, you beat the game type screens that, that she's appeared in prior to, to that. Um, anyway, this is a ramble. Uh, Metroid 2 was on the, uh, the, the, the Game Boy and has since been re-released also. And this one's called uh, Samus Returns. And have either of you played Samus Returns? I have. Nope. Nope. I have only played Metroid Prime, and I have essentially played Super Metroid. Yes. I can't say I've like played the whole thing through, but I feel like I know what I've what I've done. I've I've seen others play it enough. It's like I've never seen a full movie, but if you caught the movie enough times on TV, you feel like, yeah, I got it. So that's Super Metroid is Metroid Three. Um, Metroid Fusion is Metroid Four. Metroid Other M apparently does not exist and is not canon, and this new Metroid is going to be Metroid 5. And this is Metroid Dread, and it looks pretty cool. I don't know. It's hard to describe a trailer uh, in a podcast, at least for, for amateurs yeah. like ourselves. But the, it, it, it looks awesome. It's, a, it's exactly what I want it to be. It's a 2D Metroid with, you know, stunning 3D-esque graphics and, and you know, state-of-the-art, you know, texture mapping and and shading and whatever. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, like, it looks good. It looks really good. 
and it looks like a super fun play. Yeah. Uh, where like in Metroid Fusion, like you're being hunted almost. At least that's a, a large part of the trailer is like you're running away from stuff. And that's not necessarily my favorite type of Metroid. Can I just say a couple things that stuck out to me from Dread? I Go thought it, it it seemed to be a little bit faster paced than previous Metroids. Yeah, totally agree. Um, which is really exciting to me. Um, and, and I think, Steve, that you're being chased by an AI, but I think it's like multiple robots. Like I, I'm not sure if it's just one or not, um, but it really, it's, it's, it's exciting to me because it's a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion. And it, like you said, it yeah. had a ton of Metroid Fusion vibes. And I've been waiting for a new 2D Metroid for a very long time. And uh, for literally a, like almost 20 years. Right. And yeah. so this is a sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. I'm going to buy this as soon as it comes out. And, and I honestly can't wait. Like I would have, if you said I can either have Metroid Prime 4 or this game, I would choose this game, no doubt. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, as it stands right now, this is probably, if you had to look down the, the barrel of the uh, second half of 2021, this is probably the single game I'm most looking forward to in the remainder of the calendar year. So this is, I, I don't really have a lot of cards attached to any Metroidvania games. They're just not my bag, but I'm intrigued. I'm going to try to give it a go. Uh, but I will say even the, all that stuff aside, uh, when I tune to E3, there's always going to be stuff that you expect to see, like maybe the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Right. Um, but, you know, you're looking for, you're hoping for those surprises, those things that like, I, I, I had no clue you guys were even working on this. Um, and so this was a big surprise, I think, to me and everyone that just, oh, shit. Um, okay, we, we knew you were working on a new Prime. We didn't know this is the thing you were going to come out with, but we'll take it. And uh, yeah, so it was like the best surprise. Um, but the one thing I was really happy for, even though I think we knew it was all in the works, we just hadn't seen anything on it yet, was Psychonauts 2. Mm. Um, Such a Trev game. Such a Trev game. Such a Trev he, game. What's up? Oh, he he lives. What's up, guys? <laughs> no shirt as always. Yeah, shirtless pod time, baby. I mean, I assume there's there's. I mean, I could assume either way what's going on underneath that. Yeah, you wish. But yeah, Psychonauts yeah. two. Uh, yeah, I want to get back to getting to Res story. Um, I guess he's sort of grown up. He has a big person job. Um, working for some sort of ministry of psychonauts. I'm not quite sure, um, but oh, he's, he's going to be going. Hmm? He's not at camp anymore. He's not at camp. He's. It uh, looks like he's got a job of some sort. Well, um, has just just working for the man, and uh, but he looks like he'll be hopping back in brain soon enough. And uh, God knows what kind of levels and crazy imagination uh, is going to be brought out of this game. So I am definitely super excited for this one. Yeah, I I liked Psychonauts one a lot. I think I liked the idea of it and the the concept of it better, perhaps than the execution proper. But it's maybe let's refine that this time around. Exactly. No, I'm I'm thrilled to bits that there's going to be a, a Psychonauts two. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is a day one game pass free to play. It is. It is. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. That is great to talk about Gamecast because that's another one that just Xbox really laying down their worth about just, you know, 
saying, you're not really coming to us for a console. You're coming to us to get this very competitive, uh, you know, gaming digital library at your disposal. Um, with day one releases, uh, uh, it's, it's getting pretty hard to ignore what Xbox is able to offer. It's really turning into the Netflix of video games. And I'm so happy that that's a thing now. And I want it to, I really, I guys, I have a bookcase full of physical video games. I it's overflowing. I love physical copies. I, that's always been my jam. All this is prelude for me to say, I really, I just want the future to be a Netflix of gaming type type setup. I don't want, 40 different streaming services. But if we have our three, our, uh, our Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, then, oh, baby, count me in. I'll subscribe to all three. I mean, all of the platforms have to a certain... I mean, even Nintendo, if you're on their subscription plan, you do get, what, NES and SNES yeah, yeah. games. It's, it's not good. And PlayStation, for a while, and they still have it, they had the PS Now and PS Plus, they, but they cost two separate subscriptions which didn't make it work and you weren't getting day one exclusive releases on ps now psl now all felt like it was cool technology because you could stream games um but you know it was old classics um still kind of a cool library but you know xbox really just perfected it and said like okay day one releases huge ass rotating library um it is lumped into xbox gold in our online service so there's no, like, you have to buy this extra. It's one price. Oh, and if you pay the ultimate price, too, you also get EA partnership. So, and we own Bethesda now. So, yet, you know, there's just so much, like, we're just going to grow exclusive IP and content. I mean, who knows? Starfield, which was another big announcement at E3. If that game ends up being, you know, as big as Skyrim is or something along those natures, like, yeah, everyone's going to feel like, oh, I'm even if I don't own an Xbox, I can go ahead and buy the, the Game Pass plan for my PC. Yeah. The, the value proposition that Xbox is offering is undeniable at this point because there was a lot of um, speculation that basically based on what Xbox did with Minecraft where they continue to publish that and it's on other systems, really no one thought that, Sky- that Starfield was actually going to be exclusive and the fact that it is and that it's day one on Game Pass is is huge. Um, you know, I know right now the the sexy system is PS5, but you know, it is just such it's, a hope, better deal for PS5 Xbox. At least tries to step up their game in offering this great value for their original content. Um, because frankly, if you're starting to charge seventy bucks for your own games you know, what, three games a year, not even that, you know, I, I would take for me to balance out the $15 a month price tag that Game Pass offers for their ultimate platform. It's, it's impossible not to kind of rank these guys in your head over the years, kind of do a power rankings, like who's, who's doing best right now? And, you know, who am I a fanboy of? Who do I stand? Who do I hate? Blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone on this podcast loves Nintendo, but to Steve's point, Nintendo is substantially its own thing right now it gave up long ago trying to match uh computational power and graphical uh uh, beauty with the xbox and the the playstation fine that ship sailed um where am i going with this i a long time ago (laughs) 
in 2002 or whatever, whenever I had a GameCube and a, a PS2, my rule was I would not buy a GameCube game unless in the corner of the box it had that triangle that said only for Nintendo GameCube. The rationale being if the game exists on PS2 and uh, Nintendo, it's going to be better on, on PS2. Yeah, and, and I think a lot the, of people, you're never playing games that are on multiple platforms on a Nintendo. Never. Right. So then, you know, the the 360 and PS3 era comes and it's like, which system do I buy Bioshock for? Which one do I buy uh, uh, Battlefield for? Or whatever, you know, it... It was sort of more ambiguous. I, I did have a lot of 360 games that I never had on, on PS3. Uh, uh, and where am I going with this? At this point, due to Game Pass and due to the proliferation of just titles on titles on titles within that Microsoft store, I, I could see myself playing like 10 games on Xbox before I play another game on, on PlayStation. And that blows my mind, given is, where, yeah. where I was like even three years ago. I mean, yeah. it just blows my mind. So, Keith, we're... <laughs> We're off the rails, but in a in an on subject way, we're at least talking video games this time. Sure. Uh, what what was your highlight of E three? So, um, speaking of Xbox, I mean, the biggest <laughs> game I was looking forward to seeing was Halo Infinite. How could you not? How right? could you not? That's a Keith game. We're talking I, Psychonauts as a Trevor game. Keith game is Halo. Love Halo, right? Love it. Um, always up for a new Halo. <laughs> Um, I was mostly interested in multiplayer, to be honest, because, you know, Halo campaigns are fun and I'll play them, but they take like six or seven hours, right? And it'd be fun to play with four of us, but I really wanted to see multiplayer and there's a multiplayer is going to be free, right? Free multiplayer. They're really doubling down on player, uh, customization, like before, you know, it used to be just like you got like two colors and it's like, all right, I'm this, I'm this build and I'm purple and blue, right? Well, now it, se- now it seems like you can kind of customize individual armor pieces, make them different colors. The big thing, my big takeaway was it just seems so much more colorful. Um, and I think that's just because all the players had like six different neon colors on them and shit. And, and it excited me because half of the reason I play games like that is just to make my player look cool. Um, it does seem that they've taken, you know, that they've modernized it a bit by they were talking a lot about um, season passes. And basically the with season passes, basically getting you to pay every like three or four months to have uh, the ability to unlock new pieces of armor. So, I mean, in one way, it's like it is free to play, which is great, but they're going to get a lot of money from people who who want to really customize their players, which I think is great too. Um, honestly, the the thing I'm most excited about beyond all that is they're they're introducing bots, and I am so excited to just be able to play like four of us and then just introduce like 20 bots into the game yes fuck around because that's a big thing i loved about time splitters 2 was that you could just create these ridiculous situations and it's just like two of you and then you're going against like 20 stupid ass bots that you can just lead into like walking over trip mines and shit and you know like we're we're a little long in the tooth right we're getting older it's time Uh, to get the the death ratio back above 1.0 baby right we (laughs) we can't we can't hang with like 
people that play online anymore, oh, but God, we no. can fuck around with never. bots and have a, a gay old time. I uh, love that. I am super pumped. Uh, another thing that Halo Infinite is doing is just they're they're refocusing on coach couch co-op and in couch multiplayer. Uh, I got that split screen back again. Yeah, right? Halo Five oh, didn't cool. have split screen, and cool. Halo Infinite mind. does. And I like playing Halo with my friends in the same yep. room typically. Um, and I can't wait to have a uh, a tournament with Halo Infinite. I was about to say, have you already been planning the tournament? Because it's I know happening. you, and I know that you have, and I love. When it. when is Halo dropping? Is it uh, in this year? I'll, it's it's fall this year. Um, oh wow, wow really? Right. So hopefully in time for like kind of like a Christmas thing. Right. So guys, we yeah. ran out of stuff to talk about early tonight. We you did. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, I'm not, I'm still feeling pretty dry. I haven't sat for so long that I've just developed severe swamp ass. So I, I consider that a win. I was just going to say, do you want to play Google news roulette? Yes. Yeah. What is Google news roulette? I don't know. I just looked at my Google news feed and I'm going to, I'm going to read you guys some headlines and see if we have anything we want to dive deeper on. Well, can you give us like five headlines and we choose one? Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the top five headlines. Uh, U.S. Catholic bishops advance communion document setting up potential rebuke of Biden. Uh, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> uh, Biden, warns, <laughs> Biden warns of potentially deadlier Delta variant, urges public to get vaccine. Uh, yada, 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 been there. Uh, Juneteenth holiday, uh, Olympic track and field trials, five things to know on Friday. So that's like a, a compilation headline. I don't. I don't care. For I that. feel that might be local news. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission Review. Uh, that would make too much sense for us to read somebody else's review. And I just downloaded that, so I'm playing that tomorrow. Perfect. I love that. And then uh, George Mason pitcher Sangho Bayek dies after Tommy John surgery complications. Jesus Christ. Whoa. I don't want to no. I don't want to talk about that, but that's really fucking crazy and sad. I don't know who that is. And that, Dude, and probably, Trevor, probably doesn't, Trevor probably doesn't even know what Tommy John is anyway. Yeah, it's, it's Tommy John. Is it a restaurant? Yes. Yeah, he underwent restaurant surgery. No, you yes, idiot. Restaurant surgery. It's like it beachwear. It is the brother co- restaurant of uh, Jimmy John's. Yes. That's yes. what I'm thinking. And his son, Tommy John Hanna, uh, is who Keith's thinking of. Right? Yes, exactly. No, how, I mean... I, None of those strike my fancy. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, let me keep scrolling here. All right, let me read this joke off of Reddit. I can't see the punchline. Oh, no. um, here we go. Here's the setup. Yep. My boyfriend has dandruff. What's the best way to remove it? I texted my mother. She replied, just give him head and shoulders. 20 minutes later, I texted my mother back. Okay, how, do, how I do I give shoulders? the shoulders? Oh! Yuck, yuck, yuck. That, my friend, is worth 224 upvotes on Reddit. Wow. Guys, I scrolled down and I think I'm hitting gold. Uh, Tony Morrison hated Hamilton so much she funded a play about Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, a new Civil War documentary shows the limits of letting everyone talk. Ooh, we should watch that and learn for this podcast. I agree. And we should do a deep dive on it. And then my favorite, and I'm just, I don't need to click this one. The headline speaks for itself. Fact check. Hillary Clinton was not hanged at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> what? 
Fucking liberal media. News to me. <laughs> News to me. It's a little too political for us, though, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Update on the video game I was emailed about. Infinitrap colon rehamstered. Fellas, what time is it? Somebody bring me a mirror. 